Hey, this is Irliana Samsara, back again. Episode 20, oh gosh, it's Mercury Retro, it's, we're going to talk about Mercury Retrograde. We had to lighten it up a little. Yes, we are still, Holly and I are still rebounding from our trip to D.C., and it was amazing. And, we're, and we, we thought we'd lighten it up with our funny Mercury retrograde stories. Mercury uh, went direct on um, August 1st. And so we were um, technically July 31st, depending on what time zone you're in. Um, but the, um, we had some funny stories that we wanted to share with you. And maybe, I, I think mine, I don't know whose is funnier. Hers probably wins the prize. But anyway, we just, before we talk, before I want to share about the upcoming showdown at the OK Corral of the Great American Eclipse activation, which is going to be August 15th. Um, I just thought that we'd, we'd lighten it up a bit with some f- funny Mercury retrograde stories. So for those of you who don't know, Mercury retrograde, you know, about three times a year, sometimes four, um, Mercury will, will, as it appears in the sky, uh, go uh, make, kind of like make a U-turn and move backwards in the sky. Now, obviously, it doesn't really do that. It's just an optical illusion from the perspective of Earth. But when Mercury goes retrograde in a sign, which it started in Leo and it went retrograde, it stepped back into Cancer, then it has just turned around now and it's heading out of Cancer and it'll be back in Leo. Um, when it goes retrograde, we look at things again. Um, Mercury rules transportation, communication, ideas, thoughts, messages, letters, speech, you know, all of those things. So when it goes retrograde, things get a little kaflui or a lot kaflui, um, and it can frustrate us, but you, you know, you always want to maintain your sense of humor because Mercury in the Greek archetype was the trickster. But anyway, so uh, having said that, I just want to share like these two funny things that happened on our trip to Washington. Um, as I said, Mercury rules. You want, should I talk about my 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 story first? Because Holly's is better. Uh, do you think you think yours is better? No, I don't think it's better. But it's so typical but Mercury it's, retrograde, and it's like on steroids. The most embarrassing moment you've ever had. Uh, Holly is the host of a really cool radio show on iHeart Radio called The Golf Insiders. She's been in the golf industry for like 20, 2,500 years or so. 2,500. <laughs> They're making a museum about it now. <laughs> and, uh, and she's been on the air for 11 years. And she has, you know, had all, I'm, you know, right, you, you've seen it, you got a lot of war stories, but this is maybe, maybe the most embarrassing moment you've ever had. But I don't know. But I, I went to my bicycle story first. Is Go okay? ahead. Okay. Tell your bicycle. So we are renting bicycles because we're going to take this bike ride on this Sunday, and we needed. A, we didn't bring bikes with us. We were, we heard that there were lots of rental bikes in the city of Washington. You know, you go up to this rack and you can you the put metro your, bikes. Yeah, the metro bikes, and you put the you put your debit card in, and they give you this little code, and you punch it in. You pull the bike out. You ride around the city. You can. You know, you buy like a day pass, you could leave it and then, you know, you're probably familiar with that. You leave it at one place, you can pick up another one. It's like real easy peasy. Well, um, so we we go to get these bicycles and we see there's two left in this empty rack. So we run over to them and Holly puts her money in, gets her bike out, pops out. 
I go to mine and the thing is jammed. I'm like, of course it's jammed. It's a bicycle. It's mercury retrograde, right? Things break down. I can't get the dang bike out. So And we only had about 15 minutes to meet the people we were joining on this bike ride. Right, right. We had a timeline and we had to get over to this meeting point. So we're like, oh my God, we've got to find another bicycle. Meanwhile, all these bicycle racks are empty. So we start hunting around through the city and I can't get the dang bike, so we had to leave that bike behind. She's on pedaling on hers, and I'm like running. I feel like a dachshund, you know, like dachshunds chasing, chasing with the little feet, right? Ah, I got such shin, shin splints, shin splints for days after that. So we go to the next bike rack, and I'm like, okay, here's the code that was given to us. Punch it in. No, this didn't work. No, this one doesn't work. I must have tried 10 bikes. And I'm like, oh no, this, this, what is it that every bike I run into, I guess they're all sitting here because they're defective. You know, like these bikes are defective and that's why no one picked them up. So we're running and running. Which was getting a little suspicious after about the third rack. Yeah, it's like, all right, Holly, maybe I'm not punching it in right. And, just, you know, it's hot. And it's like, well, you try it. You know, so, <laughs> so she couldn't get it to work, right? So we finally get over to Union Station where we're meeting everyone. And there's more bicycles. Oh, I can't find this bike. Everybody's got a bike but me. And I'm like, Holly, Holly, I don't want to keep you. Just go with everyone. I'll meet you back later. No, no, we have to find a bike. So one of the girls Time has... Time to turn to the millennials. Right, right. We go to the... And, and they, have, they have the app. They have a mobile app. And they said, and they can tell you, okay, if you go down to the corner and turn right, there's a rack and it has 18 bikes in it. So they said, go to this rack on the other side of the building. So I scurry over there and there's, there's literally 18 bicycles in a row. So I'm like, oh great, you know, one of them's got to work. I just need one. So I put the dang code in and it doesn't work. I go to the next one. It doesn't work. And meanwhile, they're waiting, waiting, waiting for me. And I'm working my way down the hill with all these bikes on this bike rack. And finally I, I text Holly, I'm like, Holly, you're not going to believe this, but not one of these bikes works. Well, then what happened? We found out the, the codes, we thought the code was a code that allowed you to continue, like to park your bike and then go get it, you know. Like a permanent password, like a permanent your, your password, password for, for the, the day. day. Um, silly us. And the bottom line was that code only works for about five minutes. So you have enough time to get your bike out of the bike rack. Yeah, and nobody, we didn't know, we didn't see that displayed, like, you have five minutes. Nobody told us. We told all these people we were meeting, like, hey, you know, we need a bike. Nobody said, oh, by the way, do it quick, right? It was like Mercury, right? The un, the, the communications that get missed and messed up or assumed. So that was like, and it's bicycles. So I thought, oh, this is, this is classic. And they, and Mercury rules transportation. Right. And so there it was. And so we finally got the bike out. You know, we, we, we did the thing over. We got a new code and, and the bike. But that was just so, it was so Mercury integrated. But Holly, I thought that was funny. But Holly, actually, I, I think you did top me, Holly, with what happened on the radio show the other day. Well, so it started, uh, I'm in Washington, D.C., and as part... You're doing as, the show remotely, right, because right. you're and in Washington. It, but also as part of Mercury Retrograde, my co-host, who normally would have done the show while I was away on this long-planned vacation, and I wouldn't have had to even worry about this, of course, in pops Mercury, and he suddenly gets some, you know really great new job but he's going to be unable to continue doing the show so that's the first snafu so now i'm you know 
heading out of town and I thought, all right, I will just handle this and I'll do a live remote. No problem, I've done this before. Not ideal, but hey, I've done it. Call in from a landline, no big deal. However, uh, it requires you to be able to communicate with the engineer remotely and when you're doing it one to one remotely, the only way to do that is through texting or, you know, if you're doing it through your computer, right. you know, like, uh, like on Skype. Right, right. So that there's a way that you can communicate. So, because otherwise you're like talking to him, and everyone I, on the air can hear right, you. Like, right. like he somebody dropped cut you right. off, and right. you he can't communicate to you, right? Unless everyone's listening. Exactly. Right. So, um, so I am trying to get a hold of him all afternoon. I'm sending him text messages. Um, I guess I didn't send him an email. Which again, okay. Mercury retrograde. Right, right. I forgot he, to send the email. Well, maybe you should try all forms of communication just because it's Mercury. Right. And Cover so, your tracks. Um, so I, I, finally, I, you know, sent a word through one, you know, another guy I know at the station to let him know. First of all, yes, we're doing the show. No, I'm not going to be in studio because I don't think he even knew that. And um, so literally I get a hold of him through the 800 number at 559. We're going on the air at 601. And he said, oh my gosh, he goes, "Um, I I didn't know where you were, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, haven't you got my text? Did you get the lineup for our guest tonight? He said, my cell phone's broken. Oh my God. Cell phone's broken? What are you talking about? You're like a radio engineer. How could your cell phone be broken? And how could you live one minute without, without your cell phone? Without your cell phone. Because you're a radio engineer. Like, I mean, you're in the media business. What? It yes. was just the most, you know, nonsensical. Uh, and of course, though, I'm scrambling and you know trying to put this all together in the 11th hour because he hasn't gotten any of this information that I've been trying to send him all afternoon. So... Boom, I, I send him the lineup, I email it to him, give it to him over the phone, and we, uh, we go live, and everything is going just beautifully, which the first thing I fortunately remembered to do was to put my phone on Do Not Disturb, because when you also, oh, no, let's back up. I was going to call through the landline, and the phone in the hotel room had a cordless handset so guess what? It wasn't charged. Right. So you I had no landline. I had no ah! landline. So thank God, for miracle of miracles, my cell phone was charged because we all know a lot of times, especially during Mercury retrograde. Uh oh, no battery. <laughs> Forgot Beep. to charge the phone. Forgot to charge the phone. Thank God. Thank God. I had you know the phone charged, and I had my new phone, which was a wonderful thing. Um. So, uh. So. I, so I call in and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm using the cell phone. So I can't text him either because, you know, I'm on the cell phone. So I give him the lineup over the phone. And we start, first segment goes great. And, of course, I'm thinking, gosh, I hope everybody shows up when they're supposed to at the right time. Because sometimes you have glitches, especially with live radio, that, you know, for whatever reason, a guest doesn't answer the phone when he's called or she's called. Da, da, da. First segment, spot on. Second segment, boop, perfect. Third segment, 
awesome. I'm thinking, wow, this has been so like absolutely perfect without a hitch. Can't believe, you know, we're making this happen, you know, when we're putting two tin cans together and a piece of string, you know. <laughs> two tin cans. How are we making this happen? This is just great. We got through the hard part and... Now for the last segment, the fourth segment. We've got about seven minutes to go. And we go to call my friend Tony. And he's a reporter from up in Philadelphia. And the engineer comes back on live and says, I can't reach Tony. It just keeps ringing, ringing, ringing. This is before we're at the end of the commercial break. And so... Um, I, I'm like, oh my God. So now I have to sort of spontaneously ad lib, but I can't communicate with Austin So uh, because I'm live. Well, I get a text from Tony going, hey, um, I haven't heard from you guys. Here's my number. So he has texted me his number, which turned out to be his cell phone number, not his office number. And so I give the, I said, all right, Austin, Tony just texted me. Here's his number. He's like, you sure you want to give this over there? I go, absolutely. I hope the entire listening audience calls Tony tonight. Oh, no. You had to give his cell phone <laughs> for, on the radio. For, for hanging me up, you know, <laughs> live in Washington, D.C. So I, of course, only gave him the, I didn't give him the area code. I just right. gave him the right. seven seven numbers and uh so austin comes back on and he goes and austin knew that he didn't have to get it from you thank god austin knew the right the area code because yes give well i had already home. given it to him before yeah so on the other number that turned out to be his office number and he wasn't in his office so more mercury retro more mercury, mercury on layer upon layer of one uh, scoop of ice cream on the other yeah uh so so then um so then Austin comes on and now he's live and now he's kind of doing the whole shtick with me because obviously this interview has kind of fallen apart and now all you can do is be with it. Uh, right. it's like that's, Fill that airtime. That's live radio, folks. You're listening to it, you know, right here in the, you know, in the in the heart in the of front lines. Mercury retrograde. Right, right. Anyway, live so- from Mercury retrograde <laughs> radio comes oh my the golf insider. Yes, I'm really I'm a professional, honestly. Uh, winning golf show so um so he, he austin comes back and he goes well good news tony's on the line so he clicks got and him he, afterwards and after he, you know and he always screens the person when he calls them and says hi this is you know Austin from the golf insiders is this so and so da 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 well i had only given him the name tony so apparently this guy he gets on the line and I'm like, hi, hey, Tony. Oh, I'm glad, glad we could finally connect. He's like, who's this? This is pause. This dead pause. silence, right? Who and is he's this? Like, who's, who's this? I'm like, and you didn't recognize, you, you know, he's an old friend of yours and you've worked, he, Tony has called into your show many times through the years. I'm like, this is the not real Tony. Tony. What Tony is this? Who is you, this Tony? You don't Tony? recognize his voice. Like, no. who the heck are you? No. And I said, um, okay, Austin, I don't believe this is the right you Tony. You thought he was kidding? or I th- well, First, I thought he was playing a joke on me. Oh, my God. On live radio. Tony. Tony Leodore. Uh, so I said, Austin, uh, I, think we have, I think we have the wrong Tony. And um, so then, as it turned out, so 
Austin, who is, you know, a, he's very, very experienced engineer, except when his cell phone's not working, right. <laughs> um, is, is the third uh, uh, host in the, in the long-running sports show before mine. So as it turns out, he's also a golfer. So we were able to finish out the rest of the segment, just the two of us talking, and really it turned into a very funny, funny segment. How did you hang up on Tony? What did you tell Tony? I, I don't even remember. He's like, Holly? He, Holly who? Who's it, the it, golf inside? I yeah. Mean, and you're was, like, oops, sorry. Uh, wrong number. Did you just say Sorry, we ran, we ran out of uh, prizes, Tony. We'll, we'll, we'll try next week. But anyway, and you had to just get off the phone. So then, as, oh it tu- as it turned out, Tony, my friend, had sent the, the he real had Tony. Mistyped, the real Tony had mistyped his, his number. His phone number. Oh my God. And then More sent Mercury me, Then sent me another text, which I didn't see, that had the, the corrected correct number. number. So instead of like 676, six, he had done like 686 six or something. Yeah, whatever. a transposed number or something. And his own, like, who would have thought that you would mistype your own phone number? Like, yeah, that's, oh my that goodness. is, that's a Mercury retrograde freight, freight train pile up, you know, exactly. <laughs> One, like a Marx that Brothers a comedy and live radio. train wreck. Oh my God. Major but magnitude. You, you bounced back, that, you but, saved the day. Thank God Austin happened to be a golfer. I mean, goodness, you know. <laughs> he was, and we, we and you know, we, we were able to uh, have fun with it and, and, uh, you know, complete the show. Huh. Uh, but that's the you know, live radio during Mercury retrograde. retrograde. Yeah, so I don't. Know, that's going to be a hard one when Mercury retrograde goes retrograde again at the end of the year. It's, I don't know. It's going to be hard to to top that one. But you know, it's always fun to compare notes about who had the best Mercury retrograde story. <laughs> well, I think you know we we think of him, and I know is this you know that really uh, this this like you said, trickster that messes with our lives when, when Mercury's in retrograde. And um, as you've shared with me, though, it can be a positive, too. It, Especially yeah, if it's it, in your chart. That, it, can you know, be, it can be fun, or you can allow it to... Right. And it can be... It's, it's also a do-over. It's renegotiate, renew, do-over. Like, some things that weren't good that you say, but let me revisit this and, and do it better, or, you know, so and correct it, you know, so... Yeah, it can be. It can be very. It can be really good, you know. Um, but in this case, I, it was just extremely it entertaining. It was a cluster. It was. I used to say. I. I always astrological call it, magnitude. <laughs> but I. I like to call it the Mercury retrograde entertainment hour. When it. When it, When I get really peeved about something, I'll just say it's the entertainment hour. But I do have to say, over the years, I used to get really panicky and upset about it and oh as I've gotten older it's like you know what it doesn't bother me anymore I, I don't know I'm, I'm glad because it used to frustrate the heck out of me but it doesn't frustrate me anymore I just like oh I, oh there it is oh there and it you is can kinda, you know? you start, sort of start to recognize you know yeah oh, yeah you know when the you know it's like you know when you're changing gears on a bicycle yeah and, you know you do it too you know you you skip a gear and all of a sudden you're going like up hill and, and you're in like, the wrong uh, one and it's like, like oh, uh, you're grinding yeah. away and it's like oh and then you quickly get it down to that you know easy, easy gear one. and then it's like ah okay that's kind of how, that how it was that, for you that's yeah. and, and i think that's how i've learned to play with it 
Yeah, and, and like the more you fun sense you can... it, and then you know the more like sort of aggravating and irritating, and it's like you just got to you, know, you feel like it's yeah. just like oh, why isn't this person understanding me today? And, the, and then you just have to let step back and oh, all right, just let it go, let it go. So yeah, that, I love that. So I guess all right, I'm gonna say you win, you win the thing. The bicycle thing was funny, but you had a. Yours was more public, you know, it was on the air, live radio, so that that's a hard one to beat. But anyway. And we're going to play the segment next week with the real yeah. Tony Leonora. Right, right. I know, that's what I said to Holly. I'm like, you know, you can, you can have fun with it and, you know, spoof about it. And, you know, the real Tony will be on <laughs> to tell the truth. I'm the real Tony. Who's Tony. the real Tony? Who's this? <laughs> Who's Holly this? Who? Holly who? Golf Insiders? What's golf? Hey, I've, I've anyway, also yeah. learned that, uh, you know, when you do, uh, when you do live uh, TV or live radio, stuff happens, even yeah. to the best. Yeah, and it's, you roll with it. It sounds like you really did roll roll with it well, and you know, yeah. So anyway, so there's there's some uh, fun stuff for Mercury retrograde, and in our next episode, we're gonna conquer. We're gonna take on all the others. Oh my goodness, we're still processing about the African American History Museum. It was like so amazing, um, and and all of that, the wonderful experience we had in D.C. But yes, we're in our next episode. We will be talking about the Great American Eclipse and a little re a little review of what that is, why it's important, and. And the kind of potentialities that can occur um, when Mars Mars is coming up on that thing, and we're seeing some massive change happening. So it's it's all good. Anyway, okay. So until next time, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, and Star Sound Speaks. And you can you can always give me a holler at starsoundastrology.com. We love to hear from you, and thank you so much for listening. Many many blessings. Namaste. Hey everybody, this is Erliana once again, and yes, I'm still in the car. This is the episode 23 of Star Sound Speaks. I am your host, Erliana Samsara, starsoundastrology.com, and the, the hissing noise you hear in the background and the little that's rain on the windshield, um, so please excuse the road noise. We are still heading home. We've had much too coffee, too much coffee. But um, anyway, as soon as I, we had just wrapped up the previous podcast and Holly started sharing a story and I said, Hal, we have to get this, this is part of our experience that we, we talked about in episode 22, our experience in Washington, D.C., um, coming back from our trip and everything we were present to, which is really wrapping in with this whole, you know, the Cancer Capricorn eclipse cycle and the Cancer, the Saturn, South Node, of the moon and Pluto all conjunct in, Ca- in Capricorn, which is all about the end of an age and the closing of a chapter in our in our society, you know, and, and, and this vast paradigm shift that is that will really fully step in in the beginning of next year. And we're seeing the completion of, of things of the past. So anyway, um, but I just wanted to, you know, Holly's here and um, Holly, tell me about, that was so awesome what you shared. So just to preface it, we were in the African American History Museum in Washington, D.C. We were totally blown away and awed by the exhibits. And... And the, just the amount of information. I mean, you're trying to uh, assimilate, what, 500 years of, uh, you know, black history. I mean, absolutely 
amazing this this entire building and how it was all put together and in essence there's three floors to the um, historical uh, exhibits the the permanent exhibits and you start with basically the slave trade slavery then it moves to segregation and then the final floor is pop culture basically 1968 moving forward and uh, it's you know music and uh, television and uh, yeah just you know just uh, it's it's amazing and then you were mentioning that you come to this part and you see a, a door and um, it it's it basically says tell your own story and out walked a woman basically it was a little recording booth right and out walked a beautiful black woman a beautiful little person black woman about three foot tall who was just so striking and I was just caught up in this incredible emotion seeing her after you know we had spent three hours four hours in this museum and experiencing so much of the hardship and you know brutality and you know, so much that so many black people have been through over, you know, hundreds of years. And then I see this woman walk out and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, she's a woman. She's a midget. She's a black person. All of these things combined and I'm just overwhelmed with how remarkable her life experience has been and that I was just so moved I I, you know as we were talking earlier I I wish I wanted to just say to her how beautiful she was I wanted to say I just I wanted to just connect with her and yet I got caught up in my you know own head about you know how would how would she take it how would she feel I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to look like a fool yeah. um, but I you know I, and then I thought well you know how many times probably do people just completely overlook her or you know same thing or just afraid or you know have been you know cruel and um, you know treated her as some you know just weird yeah I think about school like growing up what it must be like as as children the children tease as youngsters bullied bullied right oh my god um, and I, I, I just felt all this emotion and I thought to myself you know wow you know on your worst day on your worst day in the middle of your worst pity party which you know as human beings usually it's absurd this woman will inspire me this is a moment 
This woman will inspire me for the rest of my life. Like nothing could be even remotely. Yeah. So as challenging as what this woman has probably had to live through and endure. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her too. I know we had split up at that point. We kind of wandered into different little areas of that floor, but I saw her too. And um, yeah, it was pretty mind-blowing. Like, I'm going to say, you know, you know, you think in terms of, you know, again, you know, the, the Cancer Capricorn eclipse cycle, Cancer rules the home and nurturing and caring and self-care. And, you know, you think about, and women, you know, and you think about the, the, uh, you know, the, the with her, you know, the, the everyday life, like, what must, I, you know, I'm going to be graphic here, but like, what, you know, when I'm seeing somebody like that, she's in a public building. It's like, how do you handle going to the bathroom? Like those, the bathrooms are made for, you know, regular height people. Like just, just that alone. Like, what do you do? Do you carry a little footstool? The things we take they, for, for granted. granted. Yeah. Or the, the the sink. How do you wash yourself and jump up on the sink? You know what? How the hell do you handle it? Yeah. And it talk about compassion because this the cancer cap eclipses are definitely like how do we weave compassion into our society and where it's not like you're excluded and you know how do we come together as a family of man well definitely what we talked in the earlier episode about the reparations and healing racism and you know who's our family and and how do we take care of each other so here's this this little person you know, and how do we make it so she feels included? I mean, God, you know. And and I look at myself afterwards going, you know, I was all in my head. It was all my concerns versus, you know, she had made, she had been so inspiring to me in that moment. And you know what? For me to have just shared that experience with her, to have just been so open with my own heart and you know be able vulnerable. to invulnerable and right. you know be able to let her know that and you know perhaps i would have done the same for her right and it might have made been something such a there. difference in her life yeah. to have you know just i mean when i say this was a gorgeous little person gorgeous striking woman um in you know beautiful clothes and you know, dressed to the nines, really. You know, these the, the you know the, her purse, the shoes. I mean, you know, it was like she was standing six foot tall wow. when she walked out of that room, wow. where she clearly was she sharing her, her story. story. Yeah, and you know, there's something for me to in that moment have been able to be, you know, as authentic and be able to share that with her. The, uh, the, yeah, and the, um, you know, the, the, you know, guys, this is, this is astrology in action, right? This is their, the ending of an age. And like, how do we translate what we're seeing in charts and on paper and in astrology to, you know, real life? You know, the, the whole thing about astrology is where we see it in our lives. And, and we were very present to this, you know, with our, these experiences. And how do we take, yeah, here's a person, how do we take care of each other? That's a huge, cancer cap theme and this can you know how do we how is it going to be different is she overlooked is she dismissed is she walked by is she pushed aside and here you know i got caught up in in a moment where 
you know, to have acknowledged her and to have let her know my experience of her, to have, you know, literally lifted her up, yeah. although she didn't need it. She was appearing as large as life in front of me. And lifting moment. you up. Yeah. And yet, you know, what a difference I could have made to have let her know that. What, yeah. what a difference she made for me in that yeah. moment. And, and you know, the, and it's something I didn't even mention to you earlier when we were... We, we had to, like, process these these experiences in Washington. We, we, we spent hours talking about these things amongst ourselves. And that's why I'm putting it on this podcast because I realized how much it belongs here. But something else I never said to you, Holly, was when we walked into the African American History Museum um, that... Um, there was like I noticed that all the staff were African American. It was like, wow, totally, you want that, and and it was like here we were being white people walking in, and it's like they were like I, I'm I'm emotional here. It's like they were the custodians of this heritage, and they were showing us, you know, and it was so beautiful. It was like wow, you know, and we were in awe and um, and you could see how proud they were and they were so patient with, you know, the million and one tourist questions, you know, where's the bathroom and, you know, da-da-da-da-da and um, it was just so cool. Um, as a matter of fact, even the cafe, you know, they said when you're done, like, you can't, you couldn't walk around with food in the museum, obviously you want, you know, museums, like, but um, but they let you bring water, which I thought was so cool, that, you know, the, the nurturing thing and then at the end they had this cafe and it was called like the down home cafe or something like that and it had all um like what we would call southern cuisine you know um collard, what, greens. collard greens and maybe Hush black eyed, and black eyed peas and things like that um but or, or i think even what we used to call soul food in the 70s which i think they even mentioned it on the sign like you know it's soul food so what's soul food? Comfort food, right? Food comforting the soul. And um, anyway, I just thought that was... But I'm, I'm telling you, when I say that everything was thought of, it was so exquisite. And then also our tote bags. We, we have to tell you about our tote bags. Oh, my God. So we're outside. We're, we're inside the museum. And this woman is standing there. And she has this fabulous tote bag. And it's a photo image. It's laminated. And it's a photo image of Barack Obama and Michelle, like the official first family portraits. And they're the girls. They're like, you know, how old were they? Oh, seven and ten or something. And, and on the other side, one of them was a, a picture of the Amer- African American History Museum, the beautiful edifice. So I went up to her and I said, wow, where did you get that bag? She said, well, outside on the other side of the building, this man is selling them. Now, he can't sell them on the property because, you know, it's it's his own business. But he stands on the sidewalk and you can get them for five bucks. So I'm like, whoa, cool. So we, we the next day we went over, we, we drove out of our way and we had to go and we fought traffic and we negotiated where to find a parking space so we could go up to this man and buy this oh my god they were so cool and and then there was one that had like different scenes of you know one of them was um uh, the one i got was um was obama was kissing michelle and the and like you know leaning in for a smooch and then the other and then the other one had the building on it and we're like which one are we gonna get and we were all like it was so crazy um so I know these LED lights. Oh my goodness. Um, so anyway, it was just really, um, it was, it was outrageous and whoa. Okay. We're in the car. We're, we interrupt this programming to deal with. Yeah, you're fine. You just keep going straight. Don't you love this? A podcast literally on the road. So, um, yeah, so we got our, our Obama, um, 
bags. And what, what was so cute was then then the next day we went to the White House and we I, we posed with our bags in front of the as far as you know in front of the visitor area where you could stand and have your picture taken. So um, you know I just I just had to do that. What can I say? But yeah. But anyway, just wanted to share with you that the experience of the the woman um, you know the 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 I don't know if she was a dwarf or a midget. Or, we weren't clear. It was it's kind of dark in the in the museum, but. Um, the, the whole idea being that this was a very moving uh, thing that, that left us with a lot to think about, a lot to ponder. And you were going to say? our um, barista today? They oh, yeah. The coffee shop at Duke University. Uh, Duke, we, we drove down um, and stopped in Durham, North Carolina, and Duke University is one of the most beautiful universities in the, in the country and probably the world, and they're very famous for their gothic revival architecture very a lot of stonework and the duke chapel and it looks like it's something lifted out of you know england it was like english gothic style the squared tower and such beautiful beautiful architecture and then we stopped for a coffee at the at the college cafe and these bu the bu right ubu (laughs) and and and, uh, there were two african-american girls that were waiting on us and they were so full of light and life and uh, you, you. What did you want to Good say morning, about sunshine? Hello, beautiful. I mean, what? I watched this woman. This, this. I don't know if she was a college student or a graduate. Every single customer she served, she made that person smile. She made that person feel special. She wasn't just caught up in the routine of her job. She got that each person she was interacting with, she could make a difference. And it was so fun to watch her. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's the difference in just, you know, having an ordinary life or go, having an extraordinary life, no matter what it is that you're up to and however you're serving the world. She was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She she just put a smile. Like you said, you wanted to just hang out there and talk to her, you know? <laughs> yeah, so any, I, I just think overall this... Um, going to the, see these exhibits, the, the African American History Museum and the Museum of the American Indian, but especially the African American, you know, uh, History Museum and, and seeing the, uh, the, uh, the experience of seeing that and being, becoming more mindful and more present. It's just, it, it, it was just, it's something, uh, actually, I remember coming away from that. And I said this to you, Holly, do you remember when I was walking up the stairs and I said, Holly, this is what I'm present to. I think that that every American, this should be like required viewing. Like if you want to keep your citizenship in this country, like you need to earn it. Like it's not a given and we're not entitled to anything. We are not, as human beings, we're not entitled to jack. And I have to say as Americans, that's been a part, that's been a really kind of a gnarly thing is like the sense, and you ask any foreigner, you know, the sense of entitlement. And again, this is something that, again, with this, with our, you know, um, with our Saturn, South Node, Pluto, you know, this is reshaping and reinventing society and purging toxic elements. And that whole thing of entitlement is like got to go. And I remember feeling that the, the exhibits were so moving and the information presented and the quality and the depth of it. Um, 
the, that I was present to. Wow, we should we should have to earn our and to keep our citizenship. You you don't you're not it's not it's an earned thing. This is a privilege to vote and to be in this country, and we should we should keep it. It's like a renewal of a license, like you. And and to say, look, you know, it's not a given, and and everybody should would it would community be like service it, volunteering, yeah, volunteering community service, and and seeing because racism has been this the ugly stain on America for four hundred years, that that we should this should be required viewing for everybody to learn this. It's, well, when I say it's really white America that has to that has to learn this. Um, and and to just really get it and go through this museum, talk about it, you know, uh, see it and, and to, to renew your passport, to renew your citizenship. I know that sounds weird and you, I'm, I may get a lot of upset people. I don't care. I'm just that's what I was present to is like how precious this is and how we all need to. We, we, we all need to understand this and, and, and really get present and have it change our lives. I was just so moved by that experience. I cannot tell you how it, it brings you to another level of mindfulness. And that's what this whole thing is all about, is just becoming more mindful. So, having said that, um, yeah, I just, yeah. Go out, make a difference. Go out and make a difference, yes. And, uh, and 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 we be more mindful and, and think twice like you said about what you wanted to say to the, the small woman um, you know and, and whoever you meet but um, the rever- the reverence of, of uh, we, we were just so humbled and and everybody was was treated each other with the utmost respect you know we were there were there, lots of not knots of people standing around and v- trying to read you know various things on the walls and we would just in hushed tones say excuse me pardon me you know it was like this hushed reverence Here's over the, the whole thing just as many white people i would say as black people wouldn't you Ariana? yeah yeah thank god for that that thank god i i can i can remember this is going back what 20 something years 27 years when malcolm x came out spike lee's malcolm x i have to say i was living in new york at the time and i was studying acting and i went out and i got a part i am an extra in malcolm x now i have to say i have tried to find myself i have stopped the video a million times i went to see it when it came out in the theaters of course and, and I couldn't find myself. So I don't know. Maybe I was cut from the scenes. But it was that was my first eye-opener in 1991 when I was on the set. And, uh, th- yeah, that was, that was outrageous. That was totally an eye-opener. And, um, but I remember um, uh, the, uh, w- this was the shocker to me. I, um, I remember I w- eagerly awaited uh, to see the film and it came out and I lived on the Upper East Side of Manhattan at the time and one of the pre- premier run movie theaters was by Bloomingdale's it's um, I don't know if it's still there it was a 59th street and I think first or second it was Lexington third whatever it was you know that there was a movie theater there prime real estate you know one of the top there I always had the first run films and all that and I go there on opening night and I, I go to line up and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is a blockbuster movie. This is, nobody had ever done a film about it before. There was, there's so much publicity about it. So I, you know, I get there with plenty of time. So I don't have to wait online and I get there and much to my shock, all I see are African-Americans lined up and I'm like, oh my God, you know, what, what is this? Why, where, where are the white people? Like, this is an important film. And, and I thought, oh my God, my heart sank because I thought, 
wait a minute, this is not a quote black film of whatever you know you you could call I'm going this is American history where are the white people see that's the racism and I'm going holy moly and and it was it was heartbreaking for me because I was like one of the only white people in the audience and everybody else and I'm like this is this isn't fair this is but this is why he made the film I mean you know he a lot of reasons but Anyway, I can still remember that. The other thing I want to say, too, while I'm on this jag here with this the African-American thing, Marianne Williamson, thank you, keep going. You know, just keep speaking truth to power. Um, you know, all about this the dark underbelly of society and, and attacking racism at the roots and healing it once and for all. But I will say this um, the, about Barack Obama. I have to say, I that was another big wake-up call. When he first got elected in 2008... And I, I don't care that I'm being political here. Too bad. If you don't like it, change the channel. But I was so horrified. And again, more heartbreak. Here's the President of the United States. This is not a movie. This is the President of the United States where he was so disrespected. Um, it's the racism that he encountered, the way the, the, the GOP just refused to work with him, and it was because of race. It wasn't because he was a Democrat. They had dealt with Democrats before. It was race. And I'm like, I thought, I, I couldn't believe. See, there was me and my naivete again. Like, really, people? You know, it's the, it's the 21st century, but that was the big wake-up call for for me. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but oh my God, the, I just thought we were going to get right to work. And, you know, I was, I, I just, I, I, I was shocked. They drew that, a line in the sand and refused, the very first day. Yeah, they, yeah. In office. And they, they said they would and they did. And then people were upset at Obama because everyone thought he was going to change and nothing happened. He wanted to, but what can you do when you have people that are dead set won't work with you? And how horrific that must be. Um, and, and what a, what a decent man. Like I know the other day on, on, um, he was somebody, um, there were former Trump staffers. I didn't read the article, but I saw this headline on, you know, CNN or something. There were former Trump staffers that were attacking Trump who had left the administration and were attacking Trump. And he actually came out and said, stop that. Don't do that. Don't go there. You, you know, move on and don't attack him. And here's this man who had been way attacked with the birther thing and that God awful birther that went on for years. And then finally Trump admitted, you know, no, but, but he did so much damage and, and he could easily have said, you know, or, or, or just, you know, yeah, man, go for it. But you know, he's such a decent human being. And he said, no, you're never going to heal anything if you keep on doing that. So this is, again, what a fine example of we've got to change the narrative. We have got to shift, and we are. We're shifting this paradigm. The fact that this museum, which I understand has been there three years, um, you know, is here, and it's, it's healing. It, is, it, it was so moving to us. So, you know, go to Washington. Make it the—you're the, the you're going to want to spend a good two days there. You just have to keep going online every day to, you know— to keep going back and you know getting the tickets because we couldn't even we couldn't even see the whole thing well actually we had we could have stayed but we had the dang <laughs> the parking meter thing but anyway yeah so that's we that's what we wanted to um add as an addendum to their um their our previous episode so um yeah so having said that um thank you for listening and um go out and be magnificent keep shifting this paradigm with every little 
I think if, if we, we can be more mindful and, and every morning wake up and think, well, what can I do to shift this and make this world a little better? What kind gesture can I make that will leave an imprint, you know, for society? So with that, my friends, thank you for listening. And um, yes, our next episode, we're going to actually, it's going to be humorous about our best Mercury retrograde stories. You get to vote. Holly has one and I have one. And that'll be our next episode. And then we'll talk about the great Mercury eclipse. It's very important. But we have to lighten it up with some humor. So it's coming. All right. Thank you for listening. StarsoundAstrology.com. Early on a Samsara. Star Sound Speaks. Thank you. Namaste.